And welcome to episode number 13 of the Illini Basketball Podcast on Anchor, Spotify. I can't say Apple because we're not on Apple yet, but we will be soon. A bunch of other platforms. Uh, hopefully we're on Apple by the end of the weekend, I would assume. But uh, Illinois keeps winning. We're up to seven in a row. The last time, last game they lost was Michigan State, correct? Correct. Hard to believe. And Hard to believe. It's fun to watch right now. It's been... Three, we've done multiple podcast episodes in a row without a loss, which is weird. I didn't think that that would happen, especially <laughs> in Big Ten play. Right. But, uh, especially over the stretch that they had. But um, yeah. winning on the road in the Big Ten is hard, and Illinois finding ways to do it. And they're not, you know, they're not beating Nebraska and Northwestern on the road. They're beating Purdue, Michigan, uh, whoever else. Who, who's the other one they beat? Uh, Michigan, Wisconsin on the road. Yeah, Wisconsin. Yep. I don't know why I forgot that, but that game was weird. Yep. Um, so, yeah. Going to Michigan, uh, end up uh, sneaking it out. Um, probably a game that they shouldn't have won anyways. I mean, uh, the way Michigan played down the stretch, uh, pre- pretty bad on Michigan's part. Uh, Michigan, was a four, yeah, Michigan was a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, Ellen, uh, I we both of us thought that Illinois was going to lose this game. I mean, just going to Michigan and trying to get a win is hard. Um, I had 68 61. Uh, I, I had Michigan uh winning 68 61. You had Michigan winning 83 74. Um, the offense isn't quite there yet, it seems, the last couple games, but um. Again, just finding ways to to win games has been been. It's all that matters. Yep, exactly. That's uh, what good teams do is absolutely. find a way to win. Absolutely. Uh, player of the game, I think it's pretty obvious. I assume yep. that you picked Io. Uh, Thirty eight minutes uh, led the team in points with twenty seven, assists with two, and rebounds with seven. Um, he basically uh, took Illinois and put him on his back and said, "Here we go, boys. We're going to win this game." Um, made some early threes. Uh, you know, last last pod I talked about uh, him not going early, and he finally started going early. And uh, you could really tell that uh, that that's what carried this team to a win. Um, he, I did find a stat over the last six games, which was counting this Michigan game. Um, doesn't count the Minnesota game, but uh, Io is averaging seventeen points a game. 5.3 rebounds a game, 4.8 assists a game. He's 50% from the field, 37.5% from three, and he's shooting 94.7% from the line, which, uh, I mean, he's – like I said, he's just carrying carrying this team over these last six games. 94% from the line is a, a huge plus. Oh, especially when he started the season shooting 70. I mean – they, I feel like all, the whole Illini team has really turned it around at the free throw line. They don't get there very often, though, with the way the games are officiated. Mm, no. <laughs> they are not. Um, Kofi struggled this game. It was, it was one of those games where, you know, you just got to put it, put it behind you and move on. Um, he, he had a lot of fouls called on. He ended up fouling out of this game. Uh, had a few where – there's a few times where he's straight up guy gets into him and I don't know what else he's supposed to do. Um, and then uh, Wagner had a layup later in the game. I think it might've been Kofi's fourth foul 
and Wagner, uh, I mean, went to the lane kind of sideways, and Kofi was straight up, never even touched him, and they called a foul on him. So uh, it took took nine minutes in this game before Michigan got a foul called on him. Um, and and I did write down right before that, Kipper got literally shoved out of the paint trying to get a rebound, and they didn't call anything. Yep. So, uh, but Kofi had five points, three rebounds on two and nine shooting. So, not great. I uh, started the game 0 for 4, and I th- and I don't think that he touched the ball after that, which I, d- I don't know if I'm really a fan of. I, I understand that he's struggling, but I think the, the game still needs to flow through him um, rather than going away from him. But, you know, Io, Io keeps shooting when he's not doing well. I think Kofi probably needs to be doing the same thing. Um, but missing bunnies and, and – things like that, I guess it kind of gets to you. So, uh, Frazier had another <clears throat> pretty good night, um, made two, uh, really nice threes. And then he kind of chucked one up. I, I wasn't happy with it. I know I texted you and I enjoyed he, it. Yeah. You said heat check. I, I get it. But, um, he, Frazier was also in foul trouble this game. Uh, and Frazier's been getting in foul tra- trouble. He was in foul trouble in the Minnesota game too. So uh, he's he, – again, I just – there's these fouls that it doesn't look like anything happens. And But for some reason they keep calling them against Illinois. They got uh, to let them play more. I think that the more you play defense, the more you're going to get fouls called on you. I think the NCAA would like maybe the officials to start letting them play more as we get closer to March. Because if we get in the tournament – and they keep calling this ticky-tack BS, I'm not going to be able to handle it. And also I wanted to say about Kofi, this was a game where no one would shut up about it on the Illini fans, wouldn't shut up about yeah. how bad he was. It's yeah. a freshman game. I mean, sure, I didn't think, whatever. I, I Yeah, I but I think that the refs took him out of it, and I think that for some reason Illinois just stopped going to him at, at some point. Um which I don't think is is the play you want. Like I said, when you start off bad, you, you just got to keep shooting. Um, but I, I, I don't know. It, he He's a freshman, and he hasn't been playing that long. So I understand what people are saying, but it, it is what it is. Everybody has bad games. So um, DeMonte uh, had – 31 minutes uh, had, you know, and DeMonte does what DeMonte does. He plays good defense and um, he had a, he had a stretch towards the end of the game that, uh, uh, that uh, really kind of took over defensively. Uh, He took one three. I think it's the only shot he took and didn't hit rim. Um, So he really needs to, to figure out a shot. I think this team would be so much stronger with, with as much as, well, and I understand that he was playing more because Griffin's been out. Um, so, DeMonte had 31 minutes this game, which is probably double what he's had the last four games. Um, but, again, he, I, I wish he could figure out a shot. I understand why he's in the game. I just wish that he could figure it out um, on the shooting end a little bit better. Uh, Kipper had solid minutes. I know I don't say that very often, but I, he came in and and he did – Nothing terrible. Um, he made a made a nice elbow jumper uh, against the zone. Uh, he didn't have any turn, turnovers. 
and but he only had one rebound. Um, and then Io tried to throw one up to him, an alley oop to him, and <laughs> Kipper didn't. He literally didn't even jump. Um, he just kind of like watched it go over his head. So didn't didn't uh, they pan to Underwood saying something like he can't jump or he didn't jump? Or... <laughs> I don't know. I thought Kipper was a jumper, but I guess. I guess he does get blocked every time he goes to the rim. So I think Underwood was pissed at Io for doing that. Yeah, I think he was. I think he knew that it was not a good pass. Um, and I think Io knew that too, but I, at least make an effort, Kipper. Come on. Uh, I think what you want from Kipper is exactly what you wrote, which is he doesn't have to do anything great, but just don't do anything terrible. Exactly. exactly. That's all you want. Yep. Um, just come in, put in solid minutes, play well defensively get a few rebounds. I'm okay with that. Uh, maybe make a couple shots, but it, I, the odds of him making shots, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Illinois, they came out pretty strong. Uh, they had a 22-14 lead at the eight-minute mark, and I really thought that they, they could have just put Michigan away right there. Uh, both teams went on like a three-minute uh, drought towards the end of the half. Um, so if Illinois could have found a way to get a few buckets there, they could have could have been up quite a bit. Um, just they don't they don't do that. Um, it seems like, it, and that's college basketball. It's a game of runs. Um, but it would have been nice to to be able to put it away. I did notice that they were running a new set offense. Um, they had, uh, which the only part I don't like about it is they had Georgie getting the ball out front. And then uh, Trent would go around to the left, come off a screen, then Io would come off the other way. I think 90% of the time they ran it, they gave the ball to Io, and he went to the basket. But Io was, Io was having a night. And, and when Io was having a night, you just kind of let him do what he's going to do. Um, but good thing for Georgie, he only had one turnover. So why he had the ball out there, um, he, he only had one turnover. Frazier had two and Io had four, which Io is is uh turned the ball over more lately, it seems like, but I guess he has the ball more. So if that's any consolation, I guess. But I wish he could figure it out. because uh, when he goes to the basket, he did it a lot in the Minnesota game. He'd either get blocked or somebody, you know, reach a hand in and would get the ball back. But you know, Turnovers happen. So, uh, Georgie's been struggling. Uh, he didn't get to play. He only played 25 minutes. Uh, was in foul trouble. Uh, Illinois was in a lot of foul trouble this game. Uh, they're lucky that it didn't go into overtime, probably, because they, uh, Georgie ended up with four fouls. Uh, I think Frazier ended up with four fouls. Um, and, uh, they had some guys with three and, and, Again, with Griffin not being able to play, you know, you're you're trying to put in some guys that, you know, aren't the greatest ball handlers, things like that. So, um, he was taking, you know, the 15 foot shots. Uh, I I don't know if he felt like he was he was back in the groove and he was going to start making these. Um, and then he took a three down the towards the end of the game, which I was not happy with. Um, and Illinois was uh, – they, they weren't doubling the post this game. Uh, Teske, when Kofi was out, because Kofi, you know, didn't get to play much with the foul trouble too, um, 
when he was out, Georgie was just getting owned by Teske. Teske would get him down there and, and uh, you know, do whatever he wanted, basically. Uh, and, and I assume that this is because they, they weren't wanting to give up threes, but they gave up 11 threes. I mean, they, of course, they didn't make them. Luckily, Michigan only made one of them. But I just – I feel like Illinois gives a lot of open threes. Uh, one of these days, like the Iowa game, it's, it's probably going to end up hurting them. Uh, everybody says how well Illinois guards the three. I don't see that myself. So They give up a lot of open looks. Yeah, I, I, I think they do. Um, and then, you know, while Iowa was carrying uh, Illinois, uh, Simpson was pretty much carrying Michigan. He was kind of doing whatever he wanted. Um, they they had some, you know, he – luckily he's not a good free throw shooter too because uh, he had a couple uh, down the towards the end of the first half. Um where I think Georgie fouled him to get his second foul right before half. And thankfully Simpson made one of two, um, but uh, Illinois was up for a half. Um, like I said, Frazier had to sit a lot the, in the first half. I think he sat like six or seven minutes to end the half. Um, so they, and they were, Illinois was getting beat on the offensive rebounds um, six to one at the end of the half, which, Illinois is supposed to be this dominant rebounding team and, and not so much, but uh, came out the second half, got the ball immediately to Kofi. Uh, Kofi, you know, slammed it, ended up getting fouled the next time down. He did miss two of his three free throws on the two possessions that he had, um, but they were getting the ball to him. I thought, okay, here we go. You know, Illinois, you know, Kofi's back. Illinois is going to do something. And then he kind of just disappeared again. Um, and then Livers ended up hitting a three to give Michigan the lead. Uh, and then I think right after Illinois went down, uh, Livers came on that breakaway. And that's when DeMonte, I thought, blocked him. Um, apparently the refs thought he got fouled. But that's when Livers, you know, re-hurt that groin um and and i at that point i thought okay illinois is probably gonna run away with this they really never did run away with this game felice showed up in the second half um basically you know were the two guy between him and io they're the reason why they won um felice ended up with 15 points shooting uh shooting five of nine from the field and he didn't shoot any threes, which I was thrilled with. Um, and, and fleece is, has been struggling from the free throw line, which he was five of six from the line. Uh, and he hit the two, two free throws towards the end of the game. Um, right before Frazier did that kind of, you know, elevated the team into being able to have a chance to win. Um, and I don't know if you heard it or maybe I was hearing things. Um, I just got to throw this out there. I'm pretty sure the Michigan section, uh, fan section, was chanting USA while Feliz was at the line, which I thought was a, a weird chant. I wasn't um, listening to the game, but – Yeah, uh, I, th- <laughs> I could have swore that's what they – maybe they weren't. Maybe I was hearing things, but, I mean, they got guys like Wagner on their team, and <laughs> I just thought it was kind of weird. Uh, it, and so Livers hit that three, and then uh, later on Teske 
uh, hit a three and uh, DeJulius hit a three. So those were the only threes they made, but they were three huge threes for them. Um, DeJulius's three uh, put Michigan up two. Um, then, and that's when Georgie came down, uh, shoots a three. Why he's shooting a three, I don't know. Illinois just stopped. They stopped running offenses. Um, they just had a bunch of empty possessions down the stretch. Um, like I said, then uh, Simpson misses a few threes. Uh, I did say Illinois was one of seven from the field um, towards the last few minutes of the game. Um, Io, Io shot a three, um, which I'm fine with because the kids got – 26 points or whatever go ahead and shoot up a three because i mean io does io things towards the end of the game uh and then you know illinois down two. wagner gets fouled by kofi kofi goes out of the game wagner 86 percent free throw shooter misses both free throws that was um, shocking unreal unreal um, so, well, I guess that wasn't when Kofi fouled out, uh, Illinois came back down, IO missed a shot and Kofi, I thought had the, had a tie up. Um, of course I, with my Illinois goggles on, thought it was a tie up. Um, and that was against Wagner too, uh, ended up, they called a foul. Kofi was out of the game. Wagner goes down and misses both of them again. Um, and then, so Illinois is down two. Frazier gets fouled, makes both of them to tie the game. And then, you know, Kofi's out. So what's Michigan going to do? Give it to Teske. Uh, Georgie, straight up, good defense. Um, really, it was more of a – it was more of a Teske missed the jumper than, uh, I think, the defense. But, um, you know, it is what it is. So – and then, of course, Illinois gets the ball back, uh, and Io does Io things. Um, he apparently he told Tyler Underwood uh, before they after they came out of the timeout that uh, he goes, "Yeah, we're going home here." So he he knew that he was going to make it. So uh, I don't know. Uh, good game, Io. Uh, amazing, obviously. Uh, and, and all I could think of as I'm running through the house going crazy because Io hits the jumper and I knew that with 0.4 seconds left or whatever it was, there was a good chance Illinois was going to win this game was that video that Io had last year with the hashtag unfinished business. And, and that man is coming here and he is finishing uh, big time. So it's fun to see. Um, it's fun to fun to fun to be an Illinois fan right now. So, um, I guess somebody asked him after the game uh, what his thoughts were about people calling Illinois the surprise team, and Io's answer was surprised about what the record. No, why would we be surprised? We put the work in the summer. This is what we expected. Um, so. The, Illinois did not like besides Io and Feliz. Illinois didn't play this play well this game, and they still found a way to win at Michigan. Yeah, this is the type of game that makes you feel like maybe this team is meant to be to do something special because mm -hmm. they caught a massive break 
with the amount of free throws that Michigan missed. Un- it was unreal. And I, Feliz, I mean, Feliz has been great in the last couple of games. Yes, he has. Finishing at the basket instead of shooting threes. And yep. I think he's been one of the better players probably – after Io and I guess Kofi, since most of the games Kofi's been there, yeah, Fleet, right there, Frazier as well. But Fleet. yeah, and, and that's why. Yeah, I mean, I I know Illinois got some freshmen coming in, but losing Feliz next year is going to hurt just as bad as losing Io um, if he does go to the draft, which he so, will. I mean, there's no way. Yeah, I don't I don't think there's any way um, he doesn't. But um, I I do have some things from the Illini stats and notes or whatever it's called. Um, this is the first time Illinois has won at Wisconsin, Purdue, and Michigan in the same month, which That's is kind surprising. of a weird statistic. But um, And then in the last 27 years, only two teams have won at Wisconsin, Purdue, and Michigan in the same season. That would be this Illini team and the 0405 Illini team. So Interesting. Um, before that, the last team that did it was Indiana in 93. Um, so uh, Illinois is just they're it, it's funny because they're doing all these things that Illinois hasn't done since that 0405 team. I don't think that you know we expect this to be a final four run team, no. but they're giving us a lot of hope right now. So yeah, and then the um, next time they lose, it's going to be panic. Absolutely, and that's what uh, Underwood you know was asked after the game about you know leading the Big Ten at this point and. His response was, I don't know. We got 11 more games to go. We're not even halfway through yet, which I think is absolutely correct. Um, Good answer. Finally. Yeah. Illinois fans, um, I know they're excited. and I know this is fun right now, but there's a tough road ahead. And when they go on a little four-game losing streak, you can't just – you can't bail, you know. So. Mm-hmm. Um, Michigan only had five assists this game, uh, which they're averaging 15 plus. Um, so Underwood did say that if you would have told him that they held Michigan to five assists, then um, he would have been pretty happy with a, ch- a chance to win the game doing that. Um, and I think that might have had a lot to do with not doubling Teske, so he couldn't kick it out uh, for open threes. But like I said, teams are still getting threes off, and and a lot of them are open. So. I don't know, one of the one of these days a team's going to shoot 40 50% from 3 and Illinois is going to get beat by 20. Could be Iowa, could be is Maryland. It? Yeah. Any of those teams. Yeah, and Iowa can Iowa can do it. There's no doubt about it. I don't think that they uh I think last year Iowa would have been a way bigger threat especially when Illinois played Iowa in the Big 10 tournament last yeah. year. Yeah. We'll get into that, but I mean, yeah. They're going to have to uh, figure out how to defend the 3 a little better. Yeah, I I think so. Like I said, everybody else thinks they're defending it great. Those are people uh, that aren't watching the games. Very I much. guess, I guess. Um, and then the the only last thing I have about this is I did see somebody tweet, and you know the internet's the internet and Twitter's Twitter. Um, but he said uh, he said something about uh, the Maryland game being a good loss for this team because that now they know how to finish games which I think is the biggest load of BS I've ever heard in my life. If they would have, if they would have beat Maryland and not gave that game away, they'd be eight and one and first place in the big 10 by themselves. Don't tell me that, that because of that game, now they, now IO can make shots. He was doing that last year. Yeah. 
And also, they haven't really been – some of these games haven't been closing. Like, Wisconsin was like a, a comeback type of thing where they were down for most of the game. Right. And then whatever. And then this game was Michigan missed a ton of free throws. The window is open. And then Purdue, they just killed them because Purdue can't score. Right. I think they're better at clo- – I think that they're better – They they have more of an identity to close the games now. They know that – Ion needs to have the ball. For some reason, they weren't doing that doing a lot that. early, which I don't know if that's because he – the last two seasons he hasn't been good before Big Ten play. I don't know if that's anything to do with it since that Maryland game was an early, early, early game. Big yeah. Ten game. But, yeah, to say that – Everybody's kind of coming into their own now, though, yeah. I think. And, and, and I don't – but I don't think that has anything to do with winning or losing that Maryland game. Um, I actually think that a win would have been better for this Illini team. It would have given them more confidence, but – teach their own so but so only played this game on saturday last yep. week yep um and we talked about if they won this game where did we think they would be ranked i with my Illini goggles thought 14, <laughs> 14th um i still think that they should have been 14th so i'm not gonna not gonna say that was a bad prediction by me but uh the AP believed that they were uh, number 19. I think I said 16, which I thought that was being a little mean. Yeah. But I guess I, I don't know how much of it is teams that were in front of them still winning or the fact that they don't think that this Illinois team is as good as their record, which yeah. I don't know if I can blame them for thinking that. Because, number one, most of, the people, most of the people who vote for the AP probably don't watch Illinois a ton. Let's right. be honest, because I don't, I don't know how you become one of those AP pullers. I think Seth Davis is one of them. I think from his Twitter, he had Illinois at like fourteen or fifteen or something. Right. But yep. I don't know. There's got to be some sort of bias with teams that have been good in the past, like Kentucky being where they are still in the top fifteen or whatever, and then other Big Ten teams like Michigan State and Maryland. I think they look at Illinois and they're like, okay, Illinois has sucked for right. five years. We can't. They don't believe it. Much. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, and, and then I don't have anything else about them being nineteenth, other than that I I still think they're getting snubbed. But I did see a thing. Um, that it, it's crazy. The teams that are playing well in the Big Ten, Illinois hasn't been to the tournament since twenty thirteen, as we know. Uh, Rutgers hasn't been since nineteen ninety one. Penn State hasn't been since two thousand eleven. And Indiana's on a little slide right now, but uh, they haven't been since 2016. I find that surprising. It doesn't feel like it's so. been four years without Indiana in the tournament. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then Rutgers. Rutgers is really good. I think they're going to be a tough team to play in the tournament. And Illinois goes to Rutgers in, what, two weeks? So mm-hmm. that's going to be a dogfight. And then Penn State is good, too. Uh, Penn State definitely does feel like they haven't been in the tournament forever. Yeah. Nine years. At, I agree. Rutgers, yeah. that's insane. Nineteen ninety one. Yeah, Rutgers hasn't. I mean, we're we feel like we're in a drought here at Illinois, but and Rutgers, man. when what what conference would Rutgers have been in? What were they in before uh, the Big Ten? Uh, were they in the Big East? That sounds about right. And now they're in a, probably a better conference, right? And they're yeah. good. They're very similar to Illinois, I think. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, um, Illinois. Last night played Minnesota. Uh, ended up winning the game, fifty nine fifty one. Low scoring affair. Ugly. Um, yeah, it was not pretty. There were moments of the game 
where I was like, is this college basketball? Um, Minnesota would go down, chuck up a shot that didn't hit anything. And then Illinois come down and do, do the same thing. But um, Illinois was a five and a half point favorite. So they did cover at home. Um, I had Illinois winning 73-60. You had Illinois winning 71-66. So um, there just was, it, there wasn't much scoring. It was not a great game to watch offensively. Illinois but. benefited from Minnesota missing a lot of shots. Like Minnesota, when they were shooting in the first half, they weren't even close on yeah. a lot of those shots. Yeah, and I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and just say that it was Illinois' defense. I don't know if it was, but that's what I'm going to say. Well, um, Minnesota's defense was pretty good, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, my player of the game is going to be DeMonte Williams. Um, and, and I will go ahead and say this. I thought that DeMonte spelled his name D-E. And <laughs> until uh, he had the game last night and he was all over Twitter, now I know how to spell his name, guys. It's D-A, okay? So, yeah, I've known how to spell it the whole time. I <laughs> well, also, Maybe I also you should write my notes for me then. Well, I could. Uh, I picked him because I think that the offense was so bad that DeMonte pretty much saved the game with the, the stuff that he did at the end. So. Absolutely. Um, he, yeah. he played 23 minutes this game, uh, 0 for 1 from 3. First, first play of the game, DeMonte chucks up a 3. I thought it was – was was strange to open the game. Um, 0 for three from the field, uh, had two rebounds, but uh, the his second rebound was huge. Uh, kind of sealed the game for him. Um, no turnovers, which I you know absolutely love from anybody that plays. Um, and Demonte has I've always worried about his ball handling, so no turnovers. And then he had a you know the huge steal, huge block um, on the three. Had two blocks in the game. Um, and then DeMonte's – I saw somebody posted DeMonte's plus minus was plus 14 when he was in the game, which was a game high uh, for anybody playing. So, yeah, he just kind of – he he that's what he does. He plays defense. That's what he's in there for. Everybody knows that's what he's in there for. Um, of course, I would like him to be able to shoot the ball better because it, I think it would help on the offensive end just just – because they were playing off of him. I mean, he he could have shot threes all night if he wanted to. Um, but uh, Io had a had a rough night, I thought. Um, four or twelve from the field. Uh, he didn't make the only three that he took. He had tur- two turnovers. Um, but I I felt like Io kind of tried to go ISO a lot this game. Um, Illinois wasn't running offenses. Uh, I I feel like. For some reason, I feel like that's what Illinois is going to again, and and I think that's why they struggled a lot last year. Were were just ISO matchups and uh, not not moving the ball, not running an offense, um, and that's what you know when they when they shot seventy five percent, you know that game. That's what they they were moving the ball and they were you know cutting and doing things, and I feel like that's they've they've went away from it again so uh, i would like to see more of that uh kipper did struggle this game uh, had two turnovers uh was oh he shot two threes oh my God. Um, that one three was really bad uh you text me i think um but but when he shot that three the lineup was io kipper demonte 
um, Georgie and some somebody I can't remember who the fifth, but but you know I was used to being able to you know kind of try to get to the hole, and if he doesn't, he has somebody to kick it out to with no time left on the shot clock, like Frazier. Yeah, somebody that can shoot. But instead, he had to kick it out to Kipper. Oh who, my god! I mean, pretty much. I I'm pretty sure he hit like the back right side of the rim. Horrendous shot. Oh yeah, it god. was not like every game. Long. He has a terrible shot. Yep. Um, he did have back to back offensive rebounds um, that kept the you know the play going, and he had four offensive rebounds for the game. So, I, I you know that's good. You know. Four four offensive rebounds is always good. You want guys that do that. So, uh, but again, offensively, he is he's he just struggling. I he don't shouldn't get be it. shooting at all. Honestly, yeah, yeah. Five I, shots is too much. Yeah, if he gets the ball on the baseline and goes to the hole and gets blocked, I'm I'm fine with that. If he gets the ball on the baseline and tries shooting a three, I'm not okay with it. Nope. So, um, Tavion got some early minutes. Uh, he played five minutes. He played five minutes in the in the uh, the Michigan game too. Uh, he looks lost. I know I've I've been one of the biggest preachers of let Tavion play. Well, I hope he enjoyed uh, playing the last couple of games because Griffin is back on Sunday, so he's <laughs> right. not going to see the floor again. Right. Um, he he seems like he's trying to overplay to to earn his time instead of just letting the game come to him. Um, he took one really bad three on a breakaway. Uh, he was fading to his right. It wasn't even set. Yeah. And then the next time down the court, uh, he threw it away. Um, turnover. And I don't know if he played, but I think he might've got back in for a minute or two later on. Um, so he's, I think he's trying to push himself because he, he's trying to prove himself. I get why he's doing it, but, but you just gotta, and I think Underwood wants him to just, you know, let the game come to him. Um, but well, right now he, he's not beneficial to this team. Sadly. He, he convinced me that he was going to make that three. He was holding his arm up. And I was like, <laughs> Oh baby, man, if he would have made that, that crowd would have went crazy. Well, you know, I think but, – But you know what? It looks good on Underwood that he shot it, shot a terrible three like that and didn't make it. Yeah, well, you here's know. the thing. I mean, how now much – you be like, this is why he doesn't play. What is the value between him and Kipper off the bench? Like, who that's, So that's my thing. Better is, to come off the bench. Is that's all, – all he needs to do is put in solid minutes like Kipper does, and he would play. I don't understand, like, what – what does Underwood want him to do? Does he want him to play defense a ton or just not touch the ball? I don't I don't know. I don't get it. I, I think that uh with Griffin coming back though, I don't think Tevion's gonna even unless there's an injury, I don't think he's gonna see the floor no, very much no. unless they're blowing someone out. And with this stretch coming up, I can <laughs> confidently say they're not gonna blow anybody out. No. No, I mean, he might get in there. I mean, if Illinois gets in foul trouble like they did, I mean, Illinois was in, in foul trouble this game again. Uh, Frazier, of course, uh, was in foul trouble. And he cl- he cleaned it up later on, uh, ended up with only three fouls. But uh, he got his second, and Tyler Underwood came in. And, and last year, 
I was I I think a lot of the line I fan base was not happy that Tyler Underwood was playing. The reason I wasn't happy last year is because Illinois was bad first off. Mm-hmm. So get these freshmen some playing time that you're going to have for four years. Maybe Tyler Don't Underwood's play, supposed to be a star. Uh, Tyler Underwood's a senior this year, so um, last year he's supposed to be a star for his senior year. You know. Uh, like he's maybe gonna it, be the starting point guard this year. Maybe it's Stephen F. Austin. But so yeah, um, thought he should, he you could just tell that he you can just tell he is smaller than everybody else. Oh my but God. he put it he put in good minutes. He played great defense down low, um, and then ended up taking a charge, uh, and he and he didn't turn the ball over. So he came in, put in four minutes. Uh, it was four minutes Illinois needed from him. He doesn't so do anything. I, I was stupid. okay with it. He doesn't um, do anything stupid. We never did see Hamlin this game, which surprises Shocking. me. Um, Underwood always likes to throw him in for four or five minutes. so Just for fun, um, yep. Yep. Uh, Frazier had back-to-back threes again, and I'm like, here he goes. And then he ends up shooting two of seven. Um, but I'm okay with Frazier shooting seven threes. I want him to shoot seven, eight threes a game because I'm telling you that well, I'm not going to say nine times out of ten because it hasn't <laughs> happened yet. But seven times out of ten, he's going to make half of those. Well, um, here's the thing. Like, I think Frazier's threes, because I think it was 11-11, and then he yeah. made two in a row and it was 17-11. That kind of yeah. helped them kind of limp into the half with a lead. Right. Yeah. I mean, they were they were two big threes because Illinois could not find a way to score. It seems like um, he does that every game, too, in the first half. He hits a couple back-to-back threes. I yeah. remember he, he did it against Purdue. Yeah, yep. it which it's, it's nice, but I wish you could make a few more. Um, Kofi, uh, we talked about this before we started the pod. Um, we, I didn't think he had a great game. Um, it, he had a quiet oh, – I'm going to call it a quiet double-double. <laughs> um, I was shocked when I saw the stat line this morning when I was typing stuff up. Um, 13 points, 10 rebounds. Five of those rebounds were offensive. Um, so had a great game, honestly, it didn't look like a great game, but, uh, there were, there was a stretch there, uh, towards the end of the first half where they went to him back to back times and, and he went on a little five Oh run by himself. So, uh, big man, uh, three to three from the free throw line, you know, uh, he, he's still doing good things. I just, for some reason it, I don't know. I think I wish he his, would box out more, I guess. He's facing, I feel like he could get 20 rebounds a game. He's facing better big men. That's also yes, like – that's true. That's, I mean, didn't feel that way. And, he's facing Oturu last night. So. Yeah, and Oturu, Oturu is good. Um, there's no doubt about that. Um, but he's Oturu is a different kind of big man. He's, he's not smaller. Same. Yeah, he, he, and, and he took the ball to, to Coburn a few times. Yeah. Um, Every time he you know, touched it, he was looking for a foul. Yeah, yeah, and he traveled ninety percent of the time. Yep. But, um, and, and I, the first foul called on Kofi because Kofi had four fouls this game, so he was flirting with fouling out again. Um, facing these bigger, you know, better centers, I guess maybe maybe this is what they're trying to do. It sounds like, I mean, I know in the Michigan game. Uh, Jawan Howard was telling his guys to be more aggressive and, you know, get to the hoop and let them foul you. And then Patino was saying the same thing. He's like, you got to cut stronger because they're bumping you. He's like, they're going to call that foul eventually. So they're basically just praying that Illinois fouls them. 
Um, and you know what? Illinois can't get a break at home um, like all these other teams. So, of course, there's going to be a lot of fouls called on him. But the one, his first foul, he was straight up. Um, Aturu was on the baseline. And Aturu literally took his his arms while he went up and pushed them into Kofi. Kofi straight up. They end up calling a foul. I don't know how else you defend that. I mean, what's he supposed to do? Put his arms down and just let him shoot? I mean, isn't that what you're taught, to go straight up? So, There's no other way to defend that. Yeah. Um, and, and I saw somebody tweet, tweet uh, with uh, four minutes left in the game, uh, Minnesota was in double bonus. Illinois had 13 fouls, and Illinois at home had six fouls. or So they were not in the bonus. So the, the foul differential was 13 to 6 for the away team, which it's is just like nobody that. else gets – nobody that happens nowhere else but in Champaign, it seems like. Um, but I think Kofi still needs to get the ball more. Um, he, he still distribu- distributes the ball um, as a big man, it seems like. A lot of times when Georgie gets the ball down there, you know he's going up. He's not, he's not passing that ball back out. Which I don't really have a problem with. I don't either. But there's times like when he, you know, had – I think it was in the uh, Michigan game. He got the ball. Um, it was apparently a play for him. He was 15 feet away. He, like, did, like, five steps and then tr- ended up traveling. Um, I don't mind Georgie getting the ball down low. But when he's facing the basket, I'd rather him just – give it up to somebody he also else. he also tries to get a little too aggressive inside a lot like with the way they call fouls now if he's like bumping like three times yeah. they're gonna call that because they're soft <laughs> yep 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 so illinois uh was leading a half after you know kofi kind of had a few nice plays there uh 24 to 20 second half starts three minutes in fraser gets a third foul called on him um like I said, he only ended he ended the game with three fouls, so he, he cleaned it up after that. Um, but but after he got the third foul, Fleas came in, and Fleas started playing like he did in the Michigan game in the second half. Um, pretty much went on a six zero run by himself. Uh, but then he decided that he was a three point shooter again. I I don't know. Um, shot a three wasn't even close. And then his next one he shot, luckily got bailed out. They call a foul on him. I call a foul. Um, ended up making all three free throws. Um, so, like I said, they're they're starting to go to these ISOs. Um, Felice is doing it. I'm okay with it to an extent, but you got to run an offense, you know, more. Um, but Felice again, huge second half. Ended up having 17 points, eight rebounds, and no turnovers. So he's like you said before. He he's really showing up these last few games. Um, Illinois was up 10 with 4.30 left, and I'm like, let's just put them away. Here we go. And then they gave up, you know, a couple open threes, and all of a sudden it's a five-point game. Um, And I even wrote down here that, you know, everybody's been talking about how well they defend the three. I I mean, Minnesota only made three threes. I get it. But they shot 19. (laughs) The fact that they got 19 Fairly, I mean, let's say they got 15 good looks. That's too many, I think, personally. Got to tighten it up. I, I agree. Um, so, uh, they – and then Illinois kind of went into this, let's not 
let's not cough it up or, you know, let's not lose game. Um, they were up one with a minute 45 left and just didn't run an offense. Um, but uh, ended up getting the ball back. Georgie made two huge threes down – or two huge free throws down the stretch, um, which, you know, Georgie making free throws. I Like, when he got fouled, I'm like, oh, no, let's, let's not – you know, that's not who you want going to the line. But he ended up making him give him a three-point lead. Uh, and Georgie had six rebounds. He had four assists and two blocks. So, good numbers on the defensive end. Um, good numbers with the assists. He's just not getting the buckets like he used to. Um, but that's okay. I don't think there's anything wrong with him just being a solid four and not having to score. So, as long as the other guys are scoring. But uh, – and then, you know, so Georgie makes those two free throws. Uh, Illinois goes up three with a minute 30 left, and then DeMonte um, really just just starts to shine. Um, got, a, got a steal from Oturu, um, and then Io ended up actually missing a free throw, which I was shocked. Um, he <laughs> missed two this game, but he missed the front end. Um, but he ended up – he made the second one. Illinois goes up four. Minnesota comes down. DeMonte blocks the three. Io gets the ball, makes both free throws. Illinois goes up six. Um, Minnesota comes down, misses a three. DeMonte gets the rebound and pretty much seals the game. Um, so, they did what they had to do um, at home. You, you just win games. Um, it could have been better, but – but you just win. Uh, I did see some from Underwood afterwards. Yeah, I love Underwood's quotes. I know you do too. Um, this one is weird. <laughs> this one is, did you see the video? Have I did see the, the video. video, yeah. Um, so Underwood said, when you look at the stat sheets, a lot of times you, you don't maybe see the most glaring numbers for DeMonte. Yeah, I told him in the locker room, I won't kiss my wife tonight because I'm going to kiss you. <laughs> And kiss him, he did. The only thing I took away from that video besides that was someone yelling long-ass arms in the background. <laughs> I don't think I had the volume on. That's yeah. hilarious. That's hilarious. Um, Patino, after the game, said that, uh, I think this is a basketball school, talking about Illinois, and I think Brad Underwood has brought the culture here. Um, he also I, said something about Kofi. Yeah, he he said that, Kofi is I kind of I didn't even write down the quote I'm trying to remember it uh <laughs> Kofi is one of the best big men in the country and he has sky high potential yeah something like that yeah, but also when and that they, and that was a game we thought uh, us didn't think that he played very well yeah um, and I think but that, I guess I guess when a guy goes 13 and 10 and you don't think he played real well then he's playing really good yeah you know what I mean uh and also our expectations are higher now that we've seen him the whole year, mm-hmm. but Patino, every time they cut them, it seemed like he was talking to the refs. I don't know what's up with that. <laughs> I don't there was know. like 30 shots of him talking with the refs. That's, 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 the only problem that, that's the only problem I have with him here, but yeah. uh, I hate the word culture. Seriously. <laughs> sure. It's a thing, but it's the most over the word yeah. in basketball, especially. Yeah. yeah. And I, you know, I, I think Brad's doing good things. Um, and and I guess the kids just need to need to. What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know, but the okay. quote would tell you how close how close they are. That quote. 
It's a weird yeah. quote, but yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Illinois ends up moving to 12 and one at the state farm center. Um, first time since 2014, 15, um, that they have opened the league, have opened league play with five home wins. Um, or no, that's way off. First time they've been twelve and one at the State Farm Center um, since 2014, 2015, and the first time they've won their first five home games in Big Ten play since there you 2009. Go. There you Sorry. Go. Um, and then <laughs> winning seven straights, their longest active is the longest active streak in the Big Ten right now, and the longest winning streak for the line eye in 15 years. You know, what's most impressive about that being the longest active streak in the big 10. They haven't played Nebraska. They have right. played Northwestern once. Yeah. And they have what three of those seven are at home or on the yeah. road. Three of those. Well, somebody's, seven. you know, they're talking about these next five games are going to be, you know, real tough, but if they win the next five, which I know is, is it's too much, pretty much not going to happen. It's impossible. Um, <laughs> if they win the next five and and then I mean they're basically they could win out if they win the next five. Not I mean, I'm not I mean, saying they're winning the next five. I think if they win I think if they win two of the next five, I'll be happy. So So um, how many uh games do they have left? Ten? Yep. I think it's ten. Yeah. Ten. Yeah. Ten. Do they play Nebraska twice or once? Uh, Nebraska once and Northwestern once. Okay, so if they win two of the next five, you're at 18. And then if you play both of those teams again, or at least one of them, you're at 19 or 20 if you win those games. And if they have 19 or 20 wins going into the Big Ten tournament, you'd think they'd be a lock. Mm. Their resume right now is good, I think. But how much, I agree. How, um, much, how much do they care about the – the Michigan wins and the Purdue. I mean, how much do they value those teams? Yeah, I, it's that's the thing is they've they've won these games, but the team, the other teams, have not been as good as we thought they were going to be. But winning think, on the big t- on the road in the Big Ten doesn't. I I think winning is winning on the road. There's got to be value in that, and also the fact that if you look at the Big Ten, if you're a home team in the Big Ten, unless you're in Nebraska or Northwestern, you get like an automatic four points from Vegas. Yeah, like true. it's automatic. And true. then also uh, Michigan, I think everyone should be taken and anyone in the Big Ten that isn't over Nebraska or Northwestern lessons on the road, I guess. You can't take those lightly. I mean, beating yeah. Wisconsin and Michigan, th- those aren't bad. Those would be mid-tier teams in almost every other conference, mid-tier to high-tier. Right. I agree. Um, the, and, it, and the only other thing I got on these games uh, – these eight games, which they've played three of these eight where it's probably the toughest stretch they're going to play. Well, it is the toughest stretch. Um, Ken Palm had Illinois as 36 going into the Purdue game, I believe. Um, and he predicted that Illinois would only win one of the next eight games. So, and that would be against Minnesota. Illinois has started three and zero on that, um, and I think uh, a lot of fans will be happy. I'll be happy if they go four and four over this stretch. Um, but I just want to point that out that that's why we don't use Ken Palm if you're listening, uh-huh. and we use Haslametrics. So yeah, well the thing is like, um, I don't think that Ken Palm. I don't know how he does all this stuff, but 
maybe you should think that, hey, Illinois is not terrible. Ha. Yeah, right. We maybe got not. him with that. And also, I don't think that it was realistic they were going to go one and seven over this stretch. <laughs> yeah. I think it makes sense to – it kind of makes sense if you look at it from the beginning because, like, okay, they go to Purdue, to Michigan. To Michigan. They, you wouldn't think they'd win both. They win both. They beat Minnesota at home. That makes sense. Do they beat? Do they go into Iowa and beat them? Do they go into uh, Rutgers and beat them? And can they beat Michigan State and Maryland at home? I mean, I guess it makes sense. But if you see the way that they play at home, I don't think they're going to lose back to back at home. Yeah, I, I mean, I know it's two really good teams, but last year they beat Michigan State in at home, and Illinois wasn't as good as they are this year. And yeah, Michigan the, State was good last year. The key to beating Michigan State is taking Cassius Winston out of the game, which they did not do uh, yeah. last time. So we'll see yeah. if they can do it this time. But I guess we'll talk about recruiting now. Yeah. And I wanted to start from the bottom here, just talk about Cleo Whitney real quick because he left Kentucky. I just read an article from an hour ago. I didn't read the article, but I see the, the title. It says, Khalil Whitney leaning towards NBA draft, which makes no sense. But I, he couldn't play at Kentucky. How's he going to go into the draft? I'll tell you this: I know what that he averaged twelve minutes at Kentucky a game. I don't and, know what happened there, but I'll tell you this: uh, I know it says his most likely place to end up is Georgetown if he stays in uh-huh. college. Um, he would really fit next year's team, I think. I do too. He'd be um, a three-six-six. I mean, you'd have Curbelo, Miller, Frazier. Georgie Kofi, if Kofi stays, yeah. plus Whitney and Griffin. And I don't think Tavion's going to stay, but I yeah. think if Whitney coming in would automatically mean Jones is probably going to transfer, right? I mean, yeah, I I would say. Um, I don't think. Khalil I think it, I think it's here. a crazy. I think it's crazy shot in the dark that he even thinks about coming to Illinois. Um, but I just thought it was you know him leaving. I thought it was a a good little thing that to talk about, you know, maybe, you know, they're, they're talking about, you know, Illinois and DuPaul, maybe trying to bring him back closer to home, but it sounds like, sounds like he wants to go to the NBA. I just don't think he's good enough. Right I'm now. trying to look at a mock draft to see if he's on here. If he's on he one. Is. Yeah. I, like I said, I, I don't think he's going to come to Illinois. I, but as soon as he announced, you know, just that was everybody went to, Oh, Will he come to Illinois? So yeah, he's not on a mock. Yeah, I I don't know. Good why luck would, to him. Why Whatever he, he decides overseas? to do, I hope he hope he does well. So I don't know why he wouldn't go overseas. Yeah, or stay in college. The going to the NBA draft would make no sense for him. I don't think, but I it's whatever he wants to do. I suppose. Right. Right. Um. Then moving forward, here we got. Uh, Illinois, that we're using rivals.com for this uh, because number one, they're the most friendly to Illinois. In my they're opinion. like the Haslam metrics of yeah. recruiting. Yeah, uh, <laughs> sure. Um, so Illinois is ranked number 10 in the country in team rankings. They're just ahead of uh, Texas Tech. They're second in the Big Ten by Michigan. Michigan's fourth. Uh, Illinois locked in one five star, one four star, two three stars. I don't know how they. One do- five star. Adam star? Adam Miller is upgraded to a five star on here. Hey, oh, um, one thousand nine hundred eighty-one recruiting points. I don't know how they do those, but Illinois has six more than Texas Tech, who's eleventh, and uh, Adam Miller is a five star and thirtieth nationally, and he's hey. number ten in a 
pretty good shooting guard class for next year. And then Curbelo is a four-star, number 43 in the country, and he's the eighth overall point guard. So you're telling me that 30th in the country to number 43 is the difference in a star? I don't know, but I know that Adam <laughs> four-star until like last week or two yeah. weeks ago. Yeah. And they both got snubbed by the McDonald's All-American game. Um, oh, yeah? Yeah, Illinois uh, apparently never gets anybody that goes to that. And I hear it's all politics is what Twitter tells me. But. Well, it's one of those things that I really don't – Because Io got snubbed too. But, like, they're he's ten, 10th and 8th at their positions. I mean, yeah, it's a slippery slope. <laughs> and it's also something that I could care less about. But, hey, I know, it's it a fun matter. fun thing sometimes. I really don't keep up with recruiting at the top as much as I used to. Yeah. Um, which is weird since Illinois is actually getting recruits now, but whatever. 2021, <laughs> uh, 2021 class shooting guard, Brandon Weston, 6'5", 175 from Morgan Park, which is where Adam Miller is listed from. Uh, he's number 100 nationally and number 27 in a very deep shooting guard class next year, which um, this fan future cast thing, which I think is fans mm-hmm. voting or something, which means <laughs> or they think they'll nothing. Yell. It yeah. means nothing, but it says 75%, which it doesn't mean anything. But uh, yeah. Illinois is one of nine schools to offer him something, which uh, – is he a three or a four? I don't, I, don't, I don't think I wrote that down. He's a four-star. He's number 100, so. Yeah, he's a four-star. Um, the shooting guard class next hopefully, year. Hopefully – I mean, hopefully they can keep that Morgan Park pipeline coming. Yeah. You know? And then the other guy is the center. I uh, don't know how to say his first name, so <laughs> something – Macabre? Whatever that is. How do you say his last name? Etn. Okay. Because <laughs> there's a football player that has the oh, same name. It? Yeah, okay. running back for Clemson. Now, shout out. Six ten, two twenty from Suffield, Connecticut. Number sixty two nationally, and the number twelve, um, center. And uh, apparently, I didn't you send me something that says he's high on I Illinois. Did. He, take he really likes what Illinois has done with Coburn, um, and. You know, Antigua's out there working that East Coast for us, so don't lose Antigua. <laughs> yeah, really. Do you um, think he would get another head coaching shot? I don't know. Did the you record know that is, he played for the Harlem Globetrotters? I saw a video last night of him on Letterman when he was yeah. the Globetrotters. Yeah, but yeah. his record at South Florida was awful. Who was it? Okay. 20, well, maybe he's just good at recruiting. Twenty-three and fifty-five, and he won like oh, wow. He won like seven conference games in two and a half years. Anyway, yeah, it's Yikes. not good. Okay, he's really good at recruiting, though. We're, We're excited that he's with us. Absolutely, keep working the East Coast, but yep. So, hopefully, the class in twenty twenty one is near what they have coming in twenty twenty. As long as everyone actually comes, that is, you know, committed. Yeah. Well, we need Io to leave to get Miller. So who signed? Who signed? Curbelo uh, and Curbelo, right? Curbelo and Coleman uh, Hawkins, right? Hawkins, yeah. And I saw a video on Hawkins the other day, and he looked—he's looking pretty good. Um, who's the Who's the other three star? It's uh, uh, Bernard Kuma, I think, is his name. I don't know. I we'll have to I, look into that I'm when we talk guessing. about that next pod. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they have four guys. Two signed, two. Do they do they call it verbally committed? Verbally committed, yes. Yeah, I'm not too worried about whether Bernard Kuma comes to Illinois or not. But yeah, Adam I don't Miller. Even, I don't even remember that name. So well, that's that's what I saw. I don't remember okay. it either. 
Uh, so I'm surprised that because I thought that they needed IO to leave to have Miller come. So how do they have another scholarship hanging out there? Let me double check this. <laughs> All right, let's see. I mean, I'm not doubting you. Well, you know, but I'm doubting you. Go ahead. Yep. Okay. So yeah, <laughs> uh, committed and signed Coleman Hawkins, three star. Uh-huh. Andre Curbelo signed. Uh-huh. Adam Miller verbal commitment on November 21st. And then three-star Bernard Kuma, 6'9", 260 center from Levland, Texas, soft commitment on October 6th. Soft commitment. Interesting. And uh, just what it says about him is that, let's see, recruited by no one. So there you go for that. There you go. And then school interest only has Illinois. Official visit, none. School offer, yes. One total school interested. Uh, okay. Yeah. So. Illinois going to have to fight hard for him, I guess. I think that kid just committed and Illinois doesn't even want him. I think that's what – I think I read about that. He wants to come to Illinois, but I don't know if Illinois wants him. So. Yeah, anyway, yeah. moving on. Whatever. <laughs> on to the next game. Yeah. Illinois um, and Iowa tomorrow and Sunday. Sunday. Super Bowl Sunday. The only top 25 game is a clash between <laughs> Illinois and Iowa. At noon, right before the Super Bowl, gets you hyped up. Um, it's either going to be a really fun Super Bowl or a really bad one, depending on how this game goes. I don't, I'm don't. i not going to look at it that way. <laughs> now, if Illinois actually really, really, really needed to win this game, I would look at it that True. way. But but if they win it, how much how – much, that would how be awesome fun. Be. I really don't like Iowa, but it's whatever. I hate Iowa. I can't they, say they hate, might be. But... They might be my least favorite Big Ten team. I think that my least favorite Big Ten team is like Purdue or Wisconsin or okay. like Indiana. I don't really like. Mine's Iowa. Anywho, uh, Iowa did play Maryland last night at Maryland. Got beat eighty-two to seventy-two. Um, Iowa can put up some points. Their their defense is nowhere near as good as their offense. They probably no. have one of the worst defensive efficiency no. rankings in the Big Ten. So hopefully Illinois can uh, score. Hopefully the the lids off the old bucket, as they say. Yep. Um, but Iowa is now fifteen and six after that loss. Uh, six and four in the Big Ten. Their losses have been uh, at Michigan. Um. Or the rest of them, um, Penn State, Nebraska, and then Maryland last night. They lost to Nebraska. They did at Nebraska. Oh. Um, but they were on a five-game winning streak coming into the Maryland game, which included uh, beating Maryland, um, and then they they won at Northwestern. They beat Michigan um, at home. They beat Rutgers at home, and they beat Wisconsin at home. So they've had a lot of home games, seems like. This is going to be Kofi's biggest challenge because Luca Garza is probably the best he's big a, man in the country. He's a beast. 23-10 uh, and 10 in college. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, yeah, they're pretty much calling him, saying that he's going to be an All-American. He, um, he should be, yeah. There, there's pretty much no doubt about that. He's a sophomore, right? Um. I think he's a junior. I don't know. I, we got to figure this out because let's say Kofi comes back next year. What if he's putting up 23 and 10? Oh, man. Yeah. What? How is Garza going to come back? I hope not. 
Um, Let's see. He's 21, so he probably is a junior. I thought he was a junior, but I, I thought I sa- I thought the announcers last night said that he's like one of the sophomores. He is a junior, but I thought they said something about him being a sophomore that's having a great second season. But mm. last year he know. averaged he averaged thirteen and four last year and twelve and six his freshman year. So he's taking a huge step forward. Yeah. Um I I did watch I didn't watch much of the game last night because the place I was at didn't have the Big Ten network. Um but I did watch uh, the Wisconsin game that they played. Um, Which Wisconsin should have won, yep. Uh, Garza literally just gets away with everything, it seems like, when he's at home. Um, throwing elbows, doing whatever he wants. Um, and, yeah, Wisconsin should have won that game. They didn't have Kobe King, who's left um, forever now. And uh, Davidson, Davidson decided to nut punch McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of gave the game away and and just to touch on Davison I don't understand how he gets one game for a nut punch and Griffin gets two games for pushing off a guy while he's running away and also Griffin doesn't, Griffin doesn't have a true history I don't do it absolutely yeah. he's done it Davison's done it before it's BS yeah I don't I don't get it but Whatever. Um, back to Iowa. Uh, Wees Camp is is pretty pretty darn good baller. Um, he's averaging 15 points a game. Finds a way to score. Uh, can shoot the three. Can get inside. Um, and Iowa, like I said, is they're they're a good three point shooting team. So this might be the team that you know you give them 20 threes and they might make you know 11 of them. They don't have their best shooter, though, do they? Uh, Bohannon, I think he got hurt or something before the season. Yeah, he's their best shooter. He killed them. I believe last you're right. Year. Well, they have uh, Frederick. I don't know. I don't know who this guy is. Frederick. He's shooting a forty-eight percent from three. Um, as a team, they shoot thirty-five point two percent from three, um, and they have six guys that shoot above thirty-three percent. So, they they only. Uh, I think they only made like one three, one or two threes against Wisconsin. Um, only shot 15%. So Illinois is just going to have to hope they either cl- close out on guys better or um, they're just not making their threes. So, mm-hmm. um, I did see – and I think that this might have changed. ESPN has Iowa as a 68% favorite, which doesn't mean a whole lot. but Nope. Um, <laughs> Uh, and and I did put, depending on the Illinois or the Minnesota game and Iowa's game against Maryland, these would have been if if Iowa would have won their game, they, these would have been the two hottest teams. I still think they are up there. Um, yeah, but I I just hope it's a I hope it's a good game. I hope that Illinois doesn't get demolished. I feel like I feel like there's a chance of that. Um, but I don't know. It sounds I, uh, like it sounds like it's going to be a game where we are pissed off because of how much Garza gets away with if it if it if it is how it's been. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to be a game where Kofi's going to need to not have three or four fouls quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Asymmetrically speaking. Yep. Overall rankings: uh, Illinois is twenty-one, Iowa's fifteen. 
Uh, offensive efficiency, Iowa's fifth and Illinois's 42nd. Wow. And then defensive efficiency, Iowa's 77th and Illinois' 22nd. And strength of schedule, Iowa 9, Illinois 36. So basically, Iowa can score, but they can't defend very well. And Illinois can defend, but they can't score very well. That would be an interesting game. It'd be a close, a closely measured the, game in terms the of the thing. Though it, Illinois can score, they're just streaky. That's my thing. And we're going. Illinois is going to have Griffin back. Hopefully, he'll, you know, come back in. And hopefully, be, hopefully, he's so upset he does well. You know, they pissed off. Exactly. So um, I picked. I picked Iowa to win seventy-seven to seventy. And I got Iowa winning seventy-eight to seventy-three. Um, Which it could be a higher score than that. Who knows? Yeah. Um, I just hope I hope it's a game. I hope Illinois has a shot down the shred, just like with the Michigan game. There's no reason Illinois should have won that game. Michigan, you know, misses five of their last six free throws, uh, basically hands the game over. Uh, maybe this will be. Maybe they'll have a chance to. That's the thing. Is as long as you stay in a game, you have a chance, and that's that's all I'm asking for this one. So. Yep. But and then Illinois goes to or stays at home against Maryland. A little revenge action. When is um, this game? I didn't even look when the game is. It is I don't know where did I where'd it go? Um oh Friday, February seventh. Do we not need to talk about this game? No, we can talk about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My bad. My bad. Got a little excited. Maybe we'll do the next pod on Saturday. We'll see. Okay. Anyways, uh, Illinois has Maryland at home next Friday, so we might touch on it again um, next pod. But um, it's been a while since Illinois has, you know, since these two teams met up way long ago back in the, what do you call it? the stupid early Big Ten games. At the um, beginning of December when Big Ten play actually doesn't start until January. Yeah. <laughs> right. About a um, month. Yeah. Uh, Illinois, of course, lost that game 59-58 on a, on a foul 80 feet from the basket. Um, but Illinois only scored 19 points in the second half of that game. Um, since then, Maryland has lost at Penn State, at Iowa, at Wisconsin, um, and so they're six and three. Or now they're seven and three, I guess, because of the game last night. Um, they they handled Iowa pretty well. I don't think they ever trailed in that game. Um, so Maryland's Maryland's still good. I think people don't think they're as good as they were, but I think they are. You wrote down Wisconsin. <laughs> I changed it. What are you talking about? <laughs> I printed it when it said Wisconsin. So sometimes I type fast, man. Yeah. Um, I just I I feel like these are these are games that Illinois is going to have to win. I did see that this game sold out already. Um, so like I hopefully Illinois fans are coming out. They're loud. They're excited. Um, and it can sound like Assembly Hall has in the past. So does the does the stand do the stands behind the benches at State Farm Center look different than they used to? Because I don't remember. Yes, because yeah, they looks so stupid. They redid they redid all that. Well, um, let me just let me just send it. a message to the people that decided on all this. It looks like the stupidest thing I've ever seen. All right. Well, 
There you go, it's folks. Horrible. Like it's like it's like three rows and then a wall. I don't understand it. Yeah, I it don't looks know. I'm horrible. Not a, I'm not an architect. I just want to see a thousand fans right behind the benches on TV, all in orange. But you can't see that because it's like a hundred fans. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, it's all the student section down there. Yeah, the renovation. On one side, the other side is box seats and, uh, yeah, box seats. Well, so. it doesn't even look like as like a home court advantage like most of the other schools do. Yeah. The smaller the arena in college, with packed student sections, the better at yeah. home. They've apparently they've sold out because they were lacking on uh, Orange Crush people. So apparently they've sold out Orange Crush people also. Good. Um, Good for them. But for Illinois to win this game, uh, they're going to have to shut Cowan down. He had 31 last night against Iowa. Um, and hopefully Frazier can, you know, lock down on him without fouling him. Um, I really don't have a lot on this game because we've seen Maryland play. We know what Maryland has. Um, they just – Illinois needs to protect home court. So – and I, I think they're going to. I got Illinois winning this game, 67-62. I think that Illinois should win, but I didn't pick them to win. So 63 60. That's because you didn't even know they were playing at home. Yeah, I didn't, but I forgot. <laughs> I kind of wiped the other BS a, game. For from I don't know why I thought this game was on Thursday. So. Well, we'll just do the podcast Saturday. But anyway, uh, yeah. I think it's going to be 60 60, and Anthony Cohen's going to hit a three, yeah. and it's going to be bad again. So okay, well, I don't know. Let's not. Um, yeah, Illinois has uh, their next five games are against ranked teams, so it's a tough road to hoe. I think that no, but the the I'm toughest. Sure, that's matchup, what they say. The toughest matchup <laughs> they have coming up is Rutgers, and it's not even close. Yeah, going. I hope they go into Rutgers, Rutgers and they stomp them. It's not going to happen. But I see that tickets at Rutgers. They like you know they always have the game on the ESPN. They always have how much the tickets are. So the Illinois game at home against Michigan State's thirty bucks. How much do you think the tickets are at Rutgers? Lowest ticket they have is it less or more than thirty? It's more. Fifty. Sixty-seven dollars. You think people are excited over in New Jersey about basketball right now? Holy smokes! They have Seton Hall in that they, area. They have tickets at Penn to the Penn State game for twelve bucks. <laughs> well, shocker! You know, um, you know, Rutgers fans don't like us because remember when we said asked why they stormed the court when they beat Seton Hall? Uh, yeah. Why did they storm the court? Something about the you rivalry. wouldn't understand in-state rivalries. Yeah, whatever. I mean. Illinois, none none of the teams in this state would make for a good rival anyway, because most of the time they're not very good. Like, what is Illinois going to be rivals with Bradley? DePaul, right now, right? Not DePaul's the best like team in the state. Yeah, they're like thirteen and eight. Remember when we wanted to be DePaul fans because of how bad <laughs> Illinois was? We did. Hey, hey, guy that asked, who should I root for? Let's root for Illinois. DePaul's yeah. trash. DePaul almost beat Seton Hall last night, though. So, <laughs> yeah. Seton Hall hasn't lost since they since they uh, lost to Rutgers. They've won like twelve in a row. But anyway, uh, Haslametrically speaking, for this game, let's hear it. Overall, Maryland ten, Illinois twenty one. Offensive efficiency, Maryland twenty seven, Illinois forty two. Defensive efficiency, Maryland eight, 
Illinois 22, and then strength of schedule, Maryland 15, and uh, Illinois 36. So basically, Maryland's just head and shoulders above Illinois. Which I think is true, but everything changes. How much was Illinois up at Maryland? 10, and then they blew the game? I don't remember the game at all, but I know if they played that right now and it was the same scenario at Maryland, I think Illinois probably finds a way to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think that the chemistry and the way that they play and everyone knows their role more now helps because like beginning of the season, you have Kipper coming off trying to score like he's LeBron. He needs to know his role. I think DeMonte's known his role <laughs> a lot. Uh, Feliz had to figure his out a little more because the way they use Feliz this year is a little different than last year um, or the way that he played at the beginning of the year mm-hmm. is different, but. And then you have new roles down low. But I think everyone was trying to figure that out. And also with the ESPN thing, how you had Iowa 68%, Illinois 32%. I just want to note that Illinois was like 92% against Miami. So keep that in mind. (laughs) It doesn't matter. But, hey, it's fun to look at because, you know what, ESPN's predictor thing is the stupidest thing ever. It's like – that's like uh, win probability. It's so dumb. Yeah. Like Illinois – if Illinois is up like 25 to 15 against Iowa on Sunday – the win probability for Illinois will probably be like 95%. Like, how is that? It's a 10-point game. I don't understand that. Um, I don't know how they solve that or figure that out. But uh, do you have anything else? Uh, yeah, we missed uh, just a tip with Tierney last time. That's that's on me. Illinois um, won the tip last night, didn't they? I, they did. They won both tips. He did pick them for both games. So he's moved on to, like, 20 and 0 by now probably one loss Um, he does it he has illinois or he has iowa winning the tip and then uh illinois winning the tip against maryland i would i would flip that i would pick illinois to win the tip actually i would i would pick illinois to lose both tips yeah because it's going to be garza and then that smith dude is huge yep um and then that we didn't it happened after the pod that we found out uh robert archibald passed away sadly um played for illinois back in the 2000s um only 39 and then i feel like we'd be dismissive if we didn't mention kobe bryant um you know rest in peace uh and it was a tough week for basketball yes it was it was a weird week yeah and uh i just uh robert archibald was before my time for illinois uh well at least i think i was alive when he was playing but i was like really really young yeah. And then Kobe just dominated my sons for years. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, one of the old did great. I did see there was a there was a cool picture going around of those two playing uh against each other um during the Olympics or something, like a yeah. preseason game. So but yep. Anywho, sad deal on both accounts. But we will be back uh Saturday, I guess. Maybe Saturday. February eighth. Maybe it's... maybe during the Maryland game. Who knows anymore? I, don't know. I might... just I just feel like we should at least record it after the Maryland game because yep. we need to talk about that. And then I don't know I what this game after that is. Uh, uh, Michigan State, which I'm going to that game, um, is Tuesday, February eleventh. So basically, we'll be back Friday or Saturday. We'll be back after the Maryland game. We'll, yes. we'll review the Maryland game and the Iowa game, and then we'll yep. come back on Friday and preview. Uh, or we'll, on 
Okay, the next podcast, episode 14, (laughs) will be a review for Maryland and Iowa, and it'll be a preview of Michigan State. Yes. So, and then Rutgers will play the week after. Yeah, Rutgers and then Penn State. Yeah, and and will be the one after that. And the one after that will be Nebraska. And hopefully, we're talking next Saturday, and Illinois got two wins. I doubt it, but hey, that'd be nice. (laughs) All right. All right, episode 14 coming up later in the week, uh, next week or whatever. So we will see you then. And, uh, yeah, have a good one. And uh, hopefully the Illini can take one of these. Yes. See you later.